Welcome to the RICO 12 Shares Podcast. This is an open to all addictions and afflictions sharing meeting. If you would like to record a share or a recovery prayer for RICO 12 Shares, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash shares and follow the links there or click on the link in the show notes. RICO 12 Shares is not a dumping ground for problems, nor is it a place for storytelling. RICO 12 Shares is not a place for crosstalk or contacting others. RICO 12 Shares is not a place to promote or proselytize any products, services, or specific religions. RICO 12 Shares is a place to share and hear the solution, your experience, strength, and hope. RICO 12 Shares is a short shares-only meeting closed out with a recovery prayer that is recorded by any one of our participants or audience members. The RICO 12 family of recovery services is supported by participants and listeners. To become a supporter, what we call a RICO 12 spearhead, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash support or click on the link in the show notes. It is now time to share. RICO 12 shares. Hello, my name is Irvin and I'm a sex addict. What I'd like to share with you today is a hack on how I get into a meditation state, a prayer state, or a surrender, abandonment state. Um, I typically do four steps to this, and it works for me. I start with the step three prayer, then I do step seven prayer, then I go into the St. Francis prayer. After that, I do a prayer from the heart and because I'm in a good place by that point. I do one slight modification, though, to both Step 7 prayer and Step 3 prayer. I'll show you what that looks like. God, I offer myself to thee, to do, to be with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me from the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties. So here I pause and I go through my character defects. Pride, selfishness, self-centeredness, self-pity. Arrogance, defensiveness, victimization. Then I go back into the prayer. The victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do that with always. Step seven prayer. My creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you never remove from me every single defect of character, pride, selfishness, self-centeredness, self-pity, arrogance, defensiveness, victimization. Back to the prayer, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and to my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out of here to do your bidding. Amen. St. Francis prayer. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. That where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort and be comforted, to understand and to be understood, to love and to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting the one finds and it is by forgiving the ones forgiving. It is by dying the one awakens to eternal life. 
and then I start to pray from the heart. By the point I get to this, to the prayer from the heart, I'm deep into connection with my higher power. The reason why I had why I had my character defects to the step three prayer, step seven prayer, is because they serve as a reminder of what it is that I am surrendering, what it is that I am abandoning, what it is that I am putting forth that I need to remember so that I surrender it. And then I go into St. Francis because it allows me to remember a way of life of a good higher power. How, how do I react? How do I manage? How do I react to, to error? How do I react to darkness? How do I react to discord? And then at that point, I, I feel connected to my higher power. Anyway, that's what I wanted to share this week. Mervyn, I'll pass. Rico 12 shares. My name is Gregory. Um, today I wanted to share something that came to me um, a while ago. And, um, and it's about the condition that I have as an addict. Um, my condition is a permanent condition. Uh, I've been addicted to lust for uh, a very long time, and I will always be addicted to lust, no matter what happens. And and I was thinking, you know, what what does that? How is that similar to other things? And and the thought came that, you know, this is a little bit similar to diabetes. Uh, diabetes is a condition where, especially, I'm going to talk about type two diabetes, a condition where. Uh, my body does not process sugar very well. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't use the insulin that I have really well, right? And uh, and therefore I have too much sugar, and it's a condition that will honestly kill me if, uh, especially if I don't do anything about it. But diabetes is manageable, and I know maybe that word for addiction is not the right thing, but that's what they use in the diabetes world is manageable. So if I live my life according to a specific set of rules, <clears throat> if I keep my weight down and you know I exercise and I'm careful about what I eat, the sugar that I eat, the carbs that I eat, um, then I'm fine. You know, I I might need a little bit of medication here and there, but I'm going to be fine. My my blood sugar is going to stay in a relatively good position. I'm going to walk through life. I'm not going to have to suffer through the difficulties of diabetes, I'm going to be, you know, free. And, and there's a lot of that in recovery. Um, in diabetes, I will never stop being a diabetic and I will never stop being an addict. However, if I live my life according to a set of rules, the 12 steps of recovery, and I stay in these steps uh, for the rest of my life uh, and I keep practicing uh, these steps, I will never have to suffer uh, the effects of my addiction. I can live uh, being an addict and being joyous, happy, joyous, and free. Um, and I can have a wonderful life. Uh, I will not die from my addiction anymore. And it makes me think of the Step 10 promise that says this, 
We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long, so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And so as I work my steps, step, you know, right now I'm working step 9, 10, 11, 12 on a daily basis, I become fit, fit spiritual condition. Um, my spiritual malady is no longer there. My condition, I'm a fit person. I don't, I don't go out as a selfish person stepping on the toes of everybody all the time and they retaliate and hurt me and I'm in anger and fear and, and guilt. It's just not my condition today. And therefore, my spiritual malady does not exist. My obsessive mind doesn't need to kick in. And I never, uh, I, don't, I don't feel a need. And therefore, I never uh, take the first drink and trigger that physical allergy. Uh, this is my experience. Uh, the steps of recovery is how I need to live. And it keeps me in fit spiritual condition. Rico 12 shares. Hi, I'm Peg and I am an alcoholic and I am someone who struggled mightily with the notion of a higher power. I really could not get my mind around the fact that there was a God who was going to remove my desire to drink and would remove my defects of character and that my job was to get out of my own way and turn my will and life over to a care of a God. The term higher power actually has a much longer history than Alcoholics Anonymous, and the term originally came from the great American philosopher William James, who talked about higher and friendly powers. And James had a much more expansive understanding of what a higher power might be. And quite importantly, he said, a higher power doesn't do anything to you. Rather, a higher power enables you to change, to transform yourself, to be regenerated or rejuvenated, or some of the words he used. So my trajectory of my addiction knocked me hard and knocked me fast down the hill where I landed. And I finally was able to get sober when I came to have a faith that maybe my life could be different if I were to start acting differently? Did I have the willingness to try to put in the hard work? Did I have the willingness to believe that maybe this time I would be able to make it? Whereas before I had tried stopping and I would pick right back up and I had about a six-year history of stopping, starting, stopping, starting. It was just terrible. So a solution a solution can come from within, and there are as many solutions as there are higher powers, and there are as many higher powers as there are people in the world. And so I find myself being optimistic about the possibility for people to be able to change their lives. We have the power within us, we can harness it, and we can also draw power from others around us. And that's the incredibly good news. And living in sobriety now, I would say that the 
the keynote, the key of my life is gratitude rather than grievance. And what a huge relief. It's utterly exhausting and debilitating being aggrieved all the time. But to be grateful energizes. So I am energized and I am grateful. Rico 12 shares. Hello, this is Joseph. I'm a grateful recovering addict. I would like to share today about my belief in a higher power that can truly restore me to sanity. Now, this to me has always been something that I've believed in. I've always believed in a higher power, but I didn't know how to tap into or allow my higher power to actually help me. The more I've dug, I've actually discovered it was a combo of that I didn't know how, but I also <laughs> didn't actually want my higher power to help me. I didn't want to let go of my addiction. So when I finally started working the 12 steps of recovery, you know, that was a big eye-opener for me. I think I approached the 12 steps finally from a place of willingness to let go. And then the 12 steps opened up the door for me to actually know how to let my higher power in. Um, for me, what this looks like on a, a day-to-day basis is I kneel down every morning and I have a two-way prayer with God. Um, I have a journal next to me. I ask specific questions. So that's the first part of it. The second is a little more applicable for me on probably for most addicts on a day-to-day basis. And that's as I go throughout my day, I, if there's something triggering or, you know, with my addiction or even just emotionally, if I'm upset or angry at someone or someone is upset or angry at me, I take it to my higher power and realize that my gut reaction, my initial reaction is usually not the best and that um, I need some help. I need some guidance and I try to give my anger or resentment or fear or whatever has been triggered to God. And that's been very, very helpful for me. Um, The only other piece to this that I wanted to share about is uh, when I first started recovery, I, I didn't realize that the importance of steps one and two, acknowledging my powerlessness before I actually surrendered my emotions or triggers to God. And that was a game changer for me and still is when I apply it today. Um, And when I go to surrender or give up whatever it is I'm trying to give up, I've been in my prayer, I acknowledge to God, I acknowledge I'm powerless over this, over these feelings, over this compulsion, over this situation, and that you do have all power, that you can restore me to sanity. And a lot of times I feel even... Like God grants me a vision of what sanity would actually look like in that specific scenario. Um, and then I give it to him and I pray for him to restore me to sanity. And may, whether that's, you know, being patient with my kids or, or turning away from, from uh, my, my addiction or trigger, you know, whatever it is, I, I give it to him and follow the, the direction that I receive. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to share that and um, share that I'm so grateful for recovery. I'm so grateful for a higher power 
that actually cares about me and is willing to help me one day at a time to stay sober. And with that, I'll pass. It is now time to close the RICO 12 Shares meeting. If you wish to share some of your recent experience, strength, and hope, or have insights that you've gained from other speakers or other meetings, please follow the links in the show notes to our website and submit a recorded share there. You can also become a RICO 12 spearhead and financially support these projects by clicking on the support link in the show notes. Thanks. We will now launch off into the rest of our day with a prayer. This is Justin, and I am an addict, and this is the Thomas Merton prayer. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, will I trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Keep coming back. It works when you work it. So work it. You are worth it.